was rich I remember who I was I was lost I was blind I was running out of time sin separated the breach was far too wide but from the far side of the chasm you held me in your side so you made a way across the great divide left behind heaven's throne to build it here inside and there at the cross you paid the debt i
Good evening. How is everyone? I am so glad to see all of you here. This is awesome. Uh, would someone go out and get me the tickets for the door prizes right outside that door? Anybody? Deb, maybe you can. The tickets out there, will you bring in the basket? Thank you so much. Well, I'm just here to say welcome. Uh, did you enjoy the lovely dinner that we had? I'm so glad. Uh, a big shout out to the committee for the West Central District for, for organizing that and providing that to you. Uh, they did an awesome job. Uh, that charcuterie board was so pretty, I didn't want to even eat it because it was so pretty. We took a picture of it and then we ate it. Yeah, we did. Um, I'm just really glad for us to get to be together tonight. Um, we know uh, from what we've been through that getting together is quite a privilege. We don't take it for granted. And tonight is about all of us as ladies um, learning together, growing together, and just being able to um, uh, really bond in the Lord tonight. Oh, no, no. Okay, well, here, here's what I can tell you for sure. I, my name's not in there, so I'm just going to pick one up, and then we'll figure it out. Oh, what a way to start, right? Oh, my goodness. All right. If you have this one, come up and get a door prize. 887-5857. All right. Give her a hand. And we have this one here, 887-5838. Oh, <laughs> all right, Sherry. I know she won't be mad at me because she's my friend, but is Lily in here? Will you come and help me with this, Lily? Yes. <laughs> I'll give some announcements and you can help my craziness up here. Thank you, honey. So sweet. Oh. <laughs> well, again, I'm just so glad to see all of you. Um, we're going to have a great night in the Lord. Um, we have some lovely people here to share worship and message with us. Um, and then at the end, I want to talk to you a little about kind of a theme moving forward for this year and uh, what God's laid on my heart that I want to share with you about a way that you can bond with other women in the next year. So I'm excited to share that with you. So uh, we're going to go ahead and get started with worship. And as she's coming, I'd like to introduce to you, thank you, um, Amber Casper. I got to hear Amber at a retreat, and I love this girl. She is wonderful. And I know she, she'll be embarrassed for me saying that, but she's lovely and has such a spirit of worship. And we're so thankful that she literally drove two and a half hours to be with us tonight. So give her Amber a big hand. Amber is from New Boston, Ohio, and her husband is a pastor. His name is Richie, and she has two kids, Elijah and Emma Lee. And she is also an elementary teacher, and she works in specialized fields such as student support and emotional poverty. She was saved at the age of nine, and she's been singing ever since. And she um, serves in our South Central uh, 3CU 
district, and she serves in ECL, Christian Ed, Children's Ministry for Nipshin Camp, and then she also serves in the local church. She has served as a worship leader in the media department, a Sunday school teacher, and a children's pastor. So this girl is busy. She is busy for the Lord. But this is what I love about her bio. She says she just wants to be a willing vessel and just wants the Lord to use her to witness to people and leave people better than she finds them. Isn't that wonderful? So she's going to lead us in worship. Can we stand to our feet? Well, hey, everybody. I get to say, hey, y'all, because I'm from South Central District. Um, I don't do all of those things at the same time. I just have done all of those things, all right? But I am pretty busy. Uh, I'm super excited to be here with you guys tonight. I'm just a big old sap, so I might cry a little bit, and uh, that's all right. But I love the Lord, and I don't claim to be a singer, uh, but I'm a, I am a willing vessel, and I pray the Lord anoints the singing and anoints your hearing. Um, I really do pray that. I know people get tickled by that, but uh, I love him, and we're just going to have a good time together tonight. Uh, if you have a need, though, please leave better than you came. Please leave better than you came. No reason to sit a munch, a, a munch that's a new word, among a bunch of people who love you and are ready to pray for you. Uh, we'd be happy to help you leave some things at Jesus' feet tonight, so. find my rest. 
sing to you when temptation comes my way and when I cannot stand I'll fall on you cause Jesus you're my hope and stay and when I cannot stand I'll fall on you cause Jesus you're my that fade they were never enough but then you came along and you put me back together and every desire is now satisfied here in your love Lord there's nothing my failures and flaws Lord you've seen them all and you still call me friend and that God on the mountain he's still God in the valley and there's not a place where your mercy and grace it won't find me
like this part. <laughs> Death could not hold you. The grave veil tore before you. Sorry, you silenced the Isn't she wonderful? And isn't the spirit wonderful in here? Love it. Love it. We're going to go to prayer, and we're also going to be, uh, right after prayer, calling um, the ushers for the offering. So if you want to get ready for that. Um, we just want to go to the Lord in prayer um, tonight. Um, us ladies, we carry a lot of burdens, don't we? And usually... <laughs> there was a big amen back here. And usually, the hardest burdens are the ones we don't talk about. Is that right? And so, um, I just want our prayer um, at this time to be centered on 
what our neighbor is actually going through. We don't need to know, but we know that they're probably going through something. Uh, let me see uh, your hands if you have a burden on your heart tonight all over this room. And the Lord knows that. And tonight is supposed to be a time of refreshing for you personally. Um, I'm so thankful that the district gives us a night where we can, it's all about the ladies. And we're so thankful for that. Because we need this, don't we? We need to be refreshed. So we're just going to go to the Lord in prayer. And if you brought a friend tonight and you want to lay a hand on them, or if, if someone's sitting beside you is you don't know them, just put your hand out toward them. And let's just have a time of prayer for our sister who's carrying something tonight. Can we do that? Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for these awesome ladies. And Lord, we, we feel your presence in this place tonight. We're so thankful. And Lord, we know that we've come in to this place with many, many burdens. And, and many times we won't even talk about them because they're so deep. So we just pray right now that as we lay our hand or we stretch out our hand toward our sister in Christ and we pray for them and we ask you, Lord, to intervene in whatever burden they are facing. Lord, if it's physical, we pray for healing. Lord, if it's emotional, we pray for healing. If it's financial, we pray that you will provide. Lord, if they're seeking new direction in their life, we pray that you will go before them, make the path straight, make it evident to them what they should do. Lord, you don't play games with us. You are a loving Father who leads us and guides us, and we're so thankful for that. We just pray right now as we are praying for our sister, Lord, that you will just be with her, you will guide her, that tonight she'll leave that burden at the cross tonight. Lord, she'll give that to you and not to pick it up again, knowing, Lord, our burdens are safe with our master. They're safe. And we just thank you for that right now. We ask for your special blessing upon every lady that's here, all the ladies watching online. Please, Lord, bless them right where they are. And we ask this in your precious holy name. And everyone said together, amen. amen. So as the ushers are coming, uh, if they could come up, and then we'll get ready to take the offering. Um, West Central District. Yes, if you're doing a check, West Central District. And then put in the memo, ECL. That would be lovely. We thank you for that. So as they're coming up, I'll give a couple announcements. Um, um, Molly Berwinkle has some books at the table as you, as you walk out this door. And they are $10 love offering. And she is donating 100% of that to ECL which I think is so, so lovely of her. So thank you so much for that. And so as you leave, make sure you stop and see those books. And um, I also want to thank the committee um, that has been working with me this past year. They are awesome. Uh, so if you're here, I want you to stand or raise your hand because I see Kim's on my committee, and she's coming up to usher. She's just doing, she made this charcuterie board. She got all the food, and now she's going to usher. So that's a wonderful lady right there. So Kim, raise your hand and just say thank you to Kim. And then we have Sherry. Where is Sherry? Right here. Say thank you to Sherry. And then we have Debbie Reed right over here. Thank you so much, Debbie. Driving clear over here from Newcomers Town. And then a Debbie Polly. I'm not sure I, I got to see Debbie, so I'm not sure if she's here. But uh, we just, uh, my committee is amazing, and so we're so thankful. So they can go ahead and take up that offering, and we'll do a couple more announcements. Um, 
we have two of our committee members that are going off right now because um, this was our we had our council just a few days ago so they're going off the committee but we have a new committee member that was elected Cheryl Ellis where is Cheryl stand up Cheryl and let's welcome her we're so thankful that she's willing to serve on the committee this year and I'm so excited to get to work with her and I'm sure she's going to bring a lot of great ideas to ECL so we're so thankful and so they're finishing that up. Uh, we are going to be talking a little bit later about our retreat. You see on the um, screen, it's called Made to Thrive. It's going to be a one-day um, retreat at Heritage Church in Washington Courthouse. Um, we have an awesome speaker, Dr. Tammy Smith. She is a clinical psychologist from North Columbus. And I got to hear her, and I literally sat there with my notes just writing and writing and writing because I'm telling you, she's anointed. And so we're so thankful that her schedule was free. So I encourage you uh, to sign up for that. I passed out the flyers, and on the reverse side is the, is the way to sign up. The cost is $25. And so she speaks twice. We have a breakout session with other speakers and a lovely lunch. So it's a great day to bring all of your ladies from your church over. And we get started around 10, and we get out about 2.30 or 3. So we hope to have a, a great group over there on October 15th. All right, so we are now going to be going into, oh, we're going to have a special from Amber. Amber, come on up. Let's be blessed. Um, oh, hi. Could have been the rapture. Um, I do not write any songs. I wish that I could, but it's not a gift that I have. But if I could have written a song, uh, there's a handful. Did I mention By the Perrys is one of them? Um, Keep Me in Your Will by Jessica King is one that has just resonated with me for so many years. But about a year and a half ago, I heard this song, and it knocked me off my feet. Uh, that's not an easy task. Um, and it quickly became my anthem. It's not a new song. Many of you are probably familiar. If you were at retreat, you've already heard it. But uh, from my heart to yours... Uh, listen to this song and this message, and uh, if you need to pray, come and pray. All right. I held on. Ask me how it is that I'm still standing And you wonder how I've made it through these storms Well, I can't boast of any special power And there's no secret, I just held on Until the storm was over I don't claim to be a hero And I don't have all the answers But I held on Until the storm was over Not because I'm good Not because I'm great Not because 
now I can see that things are finally happening. Cause I've got blessings that I can call my own. Oh, but there were so many nights I wondered if I'd make it. Oh, but through all that wondering, I just held on. And I held on until my storm was over. track just real soft for just a minute. We're just going to allow the Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do. How many of you are holding on right now? I see I see everybody, <laughs> almost everyone holding up their hands. And you know something? That those words says, not because of anything I am in myself, but because of who Jesus is. He has the answers, doesn't he? And we're so thankful for that. Without him, how could we possibly go one more step? And how many of you right now are in a situation where you truly do not know the outcome and you're wondering, but you know that you're safe in his hands, right? We know that even though we walk on a fallen earth and things are going to come against us, we might have illness or we might have something has happened to us that's not our fault, but we just have to go through it because we're walking on the earth. Doesn't mean the Lord doesn't love us. Doesn't mean we did anything wrong. It just means that it's just what we have to go through as humans, right? Sometimes that's a hard thing to, uh, to grasp. And I see a lot of friends here tonight, and I know some of the things you've went through. And I also know the testimony that you have to others because you held on because others are watching you they're watching and they're trying to see 
wonder how she's going to react to this. And when they see your faith grow and you don't turn your back on Jesus, what does that do for them? That helps them hold on. It's like a great big domino effect, isn't it? That if, we're gonna, if we hold on, then they can find strength to hold on. That's why, it's, that's why having women in your life that are praying for you is so important. It's so important because that way you know that that sister is going to be there for you, right? And sometimes we might fail to be there, but that's just because we're weak sometimes, right? But we need to be there for each other. Let's just pray one more time. Let's all bow our heads. And I want you to just give whatever you've got right now, whatever is going on in your life, let's give that to Jesus one more time. Dear Lord, we just love you. We thank you, Jesus, for the victory that we're feeling in this room. We're, we're seeing tears. We're seeing upraised hands of ladies who really need to take that walk of faith with you right now. And, Lord, they've been holding on, and they're a little weak. We all get weak, Lord, but they're still going to hold on to you. They're still going to just keep walking with their Savior because they know they're safe with you. They know that they can trust you. And we're so thankful for that, Jesus. We love you with all our hearts. I pray as we go into the message time, Lord, that you will bless us, bless our speaker, and just help us to continue to learn and grow tonight. We ask this in your precious holy name. Amen. All right. We're going to go into our next, as Molly's coming, um, I would love to introduce her to you. Um, this is my mom, and I'm so blessed to have her here. I'm so blessed to have her here. You know, I grew up, I'm an only child. I am an only child. And uh, she was one of the main teachers in our church and at our district camp. She led the camp. She was the president of that for years. And she taught a lot. And, and you know how kids are. Like, we don't really appreciate our parents like we should. But what was amazing about my relationship with my mom is when she would teach, I really learned and I really looked forward to how she would present Jesus to me and to, to the young people that, that were listening. So I'm so thankful. Um, she earned her Bachelor of Education degree from Glenville State College and her Master's from Ashland University. And she has worked as an educator and a manager for over 30 years. She has authored three books. And just a week ago, she was ordained as a 3CU minister. Isn't that awesome? so proud of her. She continues to have a heart to share the word of God with women of all ages. She's an inspirational speaker and vocalist, and she seeks to challenge and encourage women as she reveals the failures, triumphs, sorrows, and joys of women across time. Let's give her a big welcome tonight. You'll be able to hear me. I have a big mouth. <laughs> thank you, Amber. That was beautiful. And thank you, Crystal. Of course, I'm a little prejudiced there. I had a pastor from Washington Courthouse come up to me, one of the pastors in the church, 
on staff, came up to me last night and says, now, Molly, I want you to tell me the truth. Was Crystal easy to raise? I said, she was almost perfect. <laughs> and my husband was standing beside me, and they said, okay, now you be quiet. We want to ask him. And he said, your wife said Crystal was almost perfect to raise. He said, yes, I concur. <laughs> I, I wanted more than one child and only got Crystal, but I was extremely, extremely blessed and still am to have her. And a year and a half ago, we moved closer here in Circleville. And uh, that's a great blessing also. So good to see some of you women tonight and some of them from my Bible study that I started at Crossroads uh, that we have in the library down there. It's just wonderful to see everyone. And you know that the topic tonight is heritage of faith. I have a question for you. You ready for a question? Are behaviors inherited or are they learned from an environment? Now, let me give you a couple examples. Put your hand up when you think. When Crystal was still a teenager, I was asked to babysit a little boy. Oh, he was so cute. Little Nick, four years old, but boy, he was a handful. And the very first time I watched him in his home, he took his bowl of cereal, sitting there in his little pajamas and robe, just looking so cute, took that cereal out and was crunching it all over the table. So I just walked over quietly, raked all the cereal into the bowl, took it to the sink. He jumped up, and he looked at me, and he pointed his finger at me, and he said, Molly, you're not going to get away with this. I'm telling my mom. Now, is that inherited or is that learned environment? Who thinks it's inherited? <laughs> That's a, it's a tough one, isn't it? It's a tough one. I saw, um, I saw a little quip of a little girl on Facebook, and she looked to be about four. And she was talking to her dad, and she asked the question, Daddy, are you drinking enough water? Yes, honey, I am. Daddy, are you taking your vitamins? Oh, yes, honey, I am. Daddy, did you call your mom? Well, yes, honey. Okay, Daddy, we'll talk about it when you get home. Now, that might be just a little bit of environment there. <laughs> well, as a teacher, of course, um, I've seen things that I thought was definitely inherited. And all of us could say today that maybe we are too tall or too short or we have the wrong color of eyes or our hair gets gray like our moms did. I worry too much. You might say that. I fret too much. By the way, Oswald Chambers says, all of our fret and worry is caused by calculating without God. Pretty good, isn't it? Or you could say, I'm too negative. Uh, I, I, I just fret way too much. Or I'm too shy. Or I'm too outspoken. We could say any of those things, I think, and identify ourselves with that, saying, I am because of that. 
we hide behind it sometimes. But I want to talk to you tonight about a wonderful inherited thing, and that's faith, the heritage of faith. Allow me to tell you a real, true story of a woman named Laura, L-U-R-A. As a young man, I mean young woman, <laughs> Laura fell in love with a young man, and his name was Ed. Well, Ed loved her deeply, and so they began to plan to get married. There was a problem, though. Laura, even though she was from a very hardworking, respectable family, she was not good enough for his family, at least they thought so. They were wealthy, they were a high-class family, and so they said, you're not going to marry her. She's not in your class. Well, sad to say, Lura went ahead and married someone else, and I'm afraid part of it was out of spite because he married in his class. Even though they loved each other, she did not love her second man, and his name was Edward. She didn't marry him, she didn't marry him because she loved him that much, I'm afraid. Some people do that. A couple years after they were married, they had a beautiful little girl named Charlotte. And even though Charlotte was a joy to them, Laura decided that she was going to divorce him because she didn't love him. And you know what happened? It broke Edward's heart. He saw his little daughter a few times, but because of her decision... He divorced himself from her life, and she grew up without knowing a father. You see, consequences, there's always consequences to our actions. Four years after that, she made another big mistake. She started a relationship with the first Ed, even though she was married. She knew he was married, and they had a daughter, a beautiful little daughter. Here she was. She had two little girls, no fathers to take care of them, and her life was a mess. But God, don't you love that? Where would we be if we couldn't say, but God? <laughs> All of us probably would be, maybe not even here tonight, if God hadn't intervened in our lives. Well, God had his eye on Lura. He had his eye on Lura. And in his love and compassion, he put her in the home of a holiness man and woman. They were members of the Wesleyan Methodist Church at that time. And she worked as a caregiver for the woman who was ill and a housekeeper for the man while raising her two little girls also in their home. And during that time of working for this godly man, Lura found Jesus Christ. But God. Well, then she began her own legacy of faith for those two little girls. She raised in the Holiness Church. They both married godly men, 
They raised their children in church. I know this story very well because Laura was named Laura Ann, and she was my grandma. My name is Molly Ann, so Ann, I was named after both of my grandmas, and she was one of them. You know, I never knew my grandma uh, <clears throat> as anything but loving and beautiful and kind and sweet because the Lord had already changed her, and she had already started that legacy of faith in her own home. She never married again. She never allowed herself ever to be in the presence of this Ed, even though he would come and, and help out with her daughter financially. She never saw him again until till he died before she did. She was truly redeemed. My mom, as a teenager, fell in love with her Sunday school teacher, even though he was 11 years older. Handsome, bachelor, all the girls wanted him. And he became my father, of course, Lanham Hickman. She remained faithful. My grandma remained faithful to Jesus Christ till the end of her life. What's a life lesson here? Oswald Chambers says, never support any experience which does not have God at its source and faith in God as a result. She learned that, but after she'd made a mess of her life. Well, my grandma had to have faith. She had to experience faith. She was a great seamstress. She made a lot of money um, sewing clothes for stores in town. And uh, when I was in the ninth grade, she taught me to make my first dress. I wish I'd have kept it. <laughs> but I learned to sew from my grandma. And I was so proud of my grandma. Well, this is Charles Kalman, who was co-founder with her husband uh, and another couple of the Oriental Missionary Society. And then she wrote so many books. She's one of my favorite authors. She said, faith does not concern itself with the entire journey. One step is enough. Because even you teens can look ahead and say, wow, I can't ever be like that. One step of faith every single day. Catherine Marshall, uh, wife of Peter Marshall, who was a president, uh, or I should say uh, pastor of the President's Church in Washington, D.C., and also chaplain for the U.S. Senate. While they were in Washington, even though they had a sweet little boy they were raising, she became ill with TB. There wasn't a cure then. And for three whole years, she laid in bed. And one day, one day, while she was listening to him on the radio preach a sermon from that church about faith, God reached out and gave her the faith to believe he would heal her. And she said, faith is nothing more or less than actively trusting God. Because all during those three years, she had to say, I don't know why this is happening. But she actively trusted God during that great, great trial, and God made such a difference in her life. My mother had it made. She didn't have a Kroger app, and she didn't have to drive a car. Can you imagine her driving six kids around? 
And you know what she'd do every Friday? She'd get a grocery list up, and she'd call Wiggy's Market, which was in our neighborhood. And that same day, Wiggy would bring all the groceries she needed for the next week. She was ahead of some of us. But one of the things that Mom said, there was a little mom-and-pop market about a block from us, and she'd send us down for pop. Now, I don't know what you call pop. Do you call it soda pop? Or do you call it soda? When we went to Georgia, they called it soda pop. When we lived in Georgia, I'm from West Virginia. Pop is pop. Sometimes I hear Coke is Coke. Pop is pop. But she sent us to the store, but she would say something funny. We laughed over it for years. She'd say, make sure that pop is fresh. We go. Mom, how can you make sure the pop is fresh? Well, did you know there's a date on the pop? I didn't. And did you know if you get a two-liter of pop and it's out of date and you open it, you are not going to get any fizz. It's going to taste awful. I've been there. I've just taken it and poured it all out. Well, one of my favorite male authors is Jim Cymbeline, um, pastor of Brooklyn Tabernacle. I have so many of his books. And years ago, Jim Simbley wrote a book called Fresh Faith. He said, just as our bodies need strength in order to keep functioning, our spirits need endurance. And when our faith becomes weakened through discouragement, we have trouble standing on God's promises. In other words, we don't trust him. We see that the great target of Satan is to break down our faith. He knows too well that the righteous live by faith. And when our arm is reaching up to God in faith to receive the blessings he wants to give us, the devil tries to get us to put that arm down to our side. And if he wins, Jim Simley says, if he has succeeded, all of God's intended supply will just stay in heaven. We're not going to get it. I encourage you, when you start your own legacy of faith, hold on to it. I love that song, Randall. Just hold on. We are not ever going to understand everything about what's happening, are we? It's just not going to happen. But we can trust him. We can trust him. I want to share with you uh, at, the, at the last here, from my first book, Like Father, Like Daughter, which is... Um, out of print. Um, I, I sold out. But um, in that book, I wrote a chapter called Faithful Under Fire. And when I was praying over this, thinking about this message about the heritage of faith, I, it came to mind about this great, great woman of faith. In fact, one of the best, if not the best, examples for me in the Bible of a woman who had faith. And her story started back, way back in the book of Exodus. Her name means Jehovah is her glory. Wow, isn't that nice? That would be great to have a name like that. Her story involves the circumstances any mother would wish they would never be in, agonizing circumstances. In the first chapter, of Exodus, we find that there came 
of Pharaoh into power, who did not know Joseph, who did not care about his descendants. All he saw was that these Hebrew mothers were having babies so fast, and they were having male babies. What was he afraid of? Well, those male babies grew up to be men, and there were a lot of people who hated Pharaoh. If another army came in to invade, these men could join with that army and destroy Pharaoh. He also had something else in mind. Because the devil, you know the devil is behind every bad scheme. People just listen to him, but the devil's behind these bad schemes. What would have happened if all those male babies had finally quit being born, were all killed, then the women, because they said, save the girls. But if it's a boy, then the Hebrew women would have had to marry male Egyptians. And there goes the legacy of the Hebrew faith. There goes the Jewish faith. So, guess what he wanted them to do? He wanted them to throw those baby boys in the Nile River as soon as they were born. Now, why the Nile River? Well, the Nile River was a god to the Egyptians. They worshipped the Nile River. So they were appeasing their god. They were offering him human sacrifices. Sound like a today a little bit? So sad. But this mother, whose name meant Jehovah is her glory, her name was Jochebed. She saw when this little boy was born, the Bible says he was beautiful. In fact, in one uh, of the books, I was reading Adam Clark. He said some of the, the, the sources that he had seen said he was divinely beautiful. Well, that was a God thing. They saw he was very, very favored. And she and her husband said, no. And she reached out in faith. And guess how long she had to, hit, to hide that little boy? We think it was just when he was put on the Nile River. No, no, no. She had to hide that little boy named Moses, later named Moses, for three months. Now, mothers, grandmothers, just think, if you were raising a little boy and you knew that if any of those soldiers going by your house or any of the neighbors who could tell on you knew that you had a baby in there, and that that baby would be taken out and thrown in the Nile River to the Nile God. Wow, would you have a few sleepless nights? Would you have to have great faith? I guarantee you, you would have to have great faith. And after three months, they knew, she and her husband, knew they could not hide him any longer. Let me tell you something else. She knew what faith was about because her father was a Levi. And the Levites were chosen by God, as you know, to be the ministers in the house of God, to carry the ark, to go into the Holy of Holies. She was from a special family. She had learned a little bit about faith. But she took that little baby and she made him an ark. 
Actually, she made that ark from the, the um, marshes. And you know, it was just like paper. We use it as paper now. She made it strong. She pitched it inside so that no water would leak. And she put that little baby Moses, three months old, into that ark. And his sister Miriam, who was older, stood on the banks and watched to see what would happen with that ark. Well, as God would have it, <laughs> as God would have it, Pharaoh's sister came down. And there, she saw something floating out from those weeds on the river, from those marshes. She sent some of the women to go out and see what it was. And as soon as she opened that basket, Moses started crying. Who can resist a crying baby? I don't know. When I'm going through the, the market and there's babies crying, I have a hard time. I'm going to go pick them up. I want to soothe them, and I want to give them a bottle if their mom has one. I'm, I'm just as really, really terrible about children. I just love them to pieces. Well, he was also that beautiful baby boy. Now, God had a plan. He always does. Heritage of faith. Wow. Wow. She had enough faith. I don't know. If I could have kept my daughter still for a week, how about you mothers? How, how would you feel if you would have to be scared, 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 that if anyone hurt your baby for three months, they were going to kill him? Do you know what? You know how I believe that she had so much faith? Because she prayed a lot. Do you know where faith comes from? Prayer. What you do is a foundation of prayer. So what you do, you pray. And then when God does something for you, your faith says, wow, wait a minute. God did that miracle. So I'm in another bad situation. So what do we do? We go to prayer to the God. Do you know why she could trust her little baby to the Nile River? Because she served a God who made that river. Come on. She served the creator of the universe who made all the rivers in the world. If we could just kind of get that picture in our mind when we're going through trials. Wow, listen. Wow, wow, wow. Our God made the whole world, everything in it. So why shouldn't we trust a God like that? She did. Was God faithful to her? Now, this is the way this works. This heritage of faith comes our way. And then we turn, we pray, we have faith, and then God is faithful. There's that word faith. Then God is faithful. He keeps his promises. He fulfills his word. This Hebrew mother ended up being paid by Pharaoh's daughter. I guess it was his daughter to nurse her own son, Moses. Now, don't you think during that time of nursing him and weaning him before she sent him back to Pharaoh's house that she was singing him songs? Oh, yeah. I remember one time I always sang my grandchildren's songs and my daughter. 
But I especially remember my oldest granddaughter, Jessica. She was still not even a year old, and I'm singing her songs like Jesus Loves Me and one of the songs um, that I loved uh, so, so much was, uh, you know, about God's way being best way. I found it so. And all of a sudden, her little hand goes up on my shoulder, and she starts patting me and singing to me. I thought, she has this. She has this. Moses came of age. What happened? How was God faithful? He came of age, and he chose to be part of the children of God and forsook all that and became the leader that helped take his family out of bondage. What about Miriam? She became a a songwriter, a poetess, and a leader for the women as they were going out of bondage. And Aaron? He became Israel's first high priest. He was the older son. He was already, uh, he was already, of course, alive when Moses was born, and that decree did not affect him. Does it pay? Let me ask you, does it pay to have faith? It pays every day. There's a song, it pays every day. It pays every step of the way. Sometimes God has to give an extra dose of faith for us because we're under fire. And that's why I called this chapter about her, Faithful Under Fire. (laughs) We have to remember there's a promised land out there. We're not home yet, children. So we have to have that faith to encourage, to strengthen those that come behind us. I don't know about you, but I, for one, want to pray that my faith perseveres until my, not only my child, but my children and my children's children will know Jesus Christ. I've always liked this song. Just let me sing a little of it to you. I ask the Lord to comfort me when things weren't going my way. He said to me, I will comfort you and take your cares away. Then I asked the Lord to walk with me when darkness was all that I knew. He said to me, never be afraid, for I will see you through. I didn't ask for riches. He gave me wealth untold. The moon, the stars, the sun, the sky, and gave me eyes to behold. So I thank the Lord for everything. And I count my blessings each day. He came to me when I needed him. 
He's only a step away, and he'll come to you if you ask him to. He's Do you know what I love most about the heritage my mom left me? She knew how to pray. And because she knew how to pray, she had great faith. Great faith. Crystal knows that. I don't know if anyone had greater faith than my mom. And by the time my mom died, all six of her children were serving Jesus. And all six of us are still serving Jesus. Wow, what a heritage of faith. I'm going to leave you with just one thing. Catherine Booth, the founder and minister of Salvation Army, said this, and I want you to remember this. We are made for larger ends than earth can encompass. Oh, let us be true to our exalted destiny. Let me say that again. We are made for larger ends than earth can encompass. Boy, was she a woman of faith. All of her children were serving the Lord and started salvation armies from England all over the world. What a woman of faith. Oh, let us be true to our exalted destiny. Our exalted destiny is to pass on that faith. You know this one? Sing it with me. Can move a mighty mountain. Faith can calm a troubled sea. Faith can make a vessel like a fountain. Faith can bring the Thank you so, so much. Um, about halfway through that story, I was thinking, is that my great-grandmother? <laughs> but you, you were really good with that. I didn't catch it real quick. <laughs> but I'm so thankful. Um, I'm so thankful for the choices that my great-grandmother made that are now affecting me today. And that is so true. That's why this heritage of faith, I thought, was a great theme for all of us because truly everything that we do has an impact on our families and on generations to come. So I was smart this time. I didn't bring the basket up here. I grabbed two tickets. I'm not going to do that again. So um, I'm going to read these off, and so come up and get your prize. 887-5861. Do we have anybody with that? Ends in 5861. <laughs> All right, come on up. <laughs> and
And our last one is ends in 5867. 5867 are the last four digits of the. Oh, good. And you... <laughs> I think that's very fitting because she volunteered to help at the table and was giving you guys all the tickets. And see, because she gave some service, the Lord blessed her. <laughs> so um, we want to go through just a couple of things, and I'm so thankful for um, this awesome service. And I want to say a big thank you to Molly and Amber. Can we give them another hand? <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. Um, don't forget to check out the book table as you go. Again, that's a $10 donation to ECL. Um, I want to encourage you, um, if you did not get the retreat sign up, come and uh, get one from me after. Um, it tells you on the back how to sign up uh, by sending it through the mail to me at Heritage Church. You can also do Cash App and online. You can pay online. Um, if you have Cash App, it's wonderful because it doesn't charge us any fees. So if you have that and you want to um, pay that way, then we don't have to pay any fees for that. All right, so I really hope you'll come and bring your ladies groups to that event. Um, I want you to look up on the screen. If you haven't, if you're on Facebook and you haven't already joined our Facebook page, we have an awesome Facebook page that Cheryl has been running for years called CCCUECL. Is that right? I think that's right. Um, we also have one just for our district, and this is how you would find it. It says West Central District Evangelical Christian Ladies. I know that's a lot to type in. But if you're on Facebook, would you go on there right now and just join that group or ask to join? Uh, because we put a lot of our, our news on that that's just about West Central District. So I would love to have you a part of that. And if you do, um, I would love for you to get pictures of you and your ladies that have come tonight, maybe right when we're done, to come up front, do some pictures, and post those on the Facebook page so that we can enjoy them. We have a new idea uh, we've been thinking about for a while. Um, if you would like to perhaps um, participate in online Bible study with ladies from the district, um, we have a sign-up sheet at the table if you're interested. Uh, just sign up there with your name, your email, and your phone number, and then we'll be sending out some information on that. Probably would start around September and be an eight-week study. Uh, it might be a book study. Um, we're looking into some different things. We've done this before with our churches, and you know, it's kind of funny. You learn a lot through COVID, and we hadn't done online studies really that much, and then during COVID, we were forced to do them. I was amazed at the amount of connection and learning that happened in those online studies. It was just amazing. I, 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 had to, I really had to learn a lesson on that because I thought, oh, it's not going to be as, as effective as if you're in the room. It was so effective. People were sharing such amazing testimonies and we were learning from each other in that online study. So I learned a lot, and I would love to do that for our district if you're interested. So be sure and sign up um, on that. And then the last thing I want to show you um, is something dear to my heart. I've done this before, um, and I really wanted to share this with you. A lot of the ladies in your churches might be what you would call fringe ladies. They might see them once a month. You, maybe you'd see them twice a month but they're not plugged in. And you know the power of connection. All of you here tonight are probably really connected with some other ladies. And there are ladies in your churches that are not. 
maybe they're just coming sporadically or maybe their work schedule is off and it's hard for them to get there on Sunday morning and they're desperately seeking connection. And so what I would love for you to pray about is something called Saturday breakfast and bonding. Um, this is something I've tried in the past. I used to call it Panera with a purpose. Uh, but if you don't have Panera in your town, you can call it Saturday breakfast and bonding. And what I've done is I've tried to spot ladies that aren't coming to ECL or they're not coming to Bible studies, and we, I want to connect with them. So I'll send them a little postcard inviting them to breakfast. Uh, Panera is a great place because they have those Danish rings. Have you ever got those? They're like, they're like, there's like eight pieces, and they're like cheese and strawberry. Oh, they're so good. But they serve eight people. So a lot of times I would go to Panera and get, get one of those, get a table, and then the ladies would meet me there. They'd get their own coffee, and we'd just sit, and we would have talk. We wouldn't have a big study or any, any big agenda other than get to know each other. And I can't tell you the great conversations and friendships that have come out of doing this on purpose. See, that's the key, on purpose. And a lot of times, if we've been in church a long time, we have our friends and we, we go to church, oh, I, hey, sweetie, how you doing? You know, we're just so, we're having a great time with our friends. But are we noticing that lady that's not connected? That's our responsibility. It really is. And a lot of times, those opportunities can slip by. And here's the thing. If they've been coming for a month, two months, three months, six months, and they haven't gotten connected, there's a big chance they won't. And they may not come back. Because even though they may be coming for the word and the music and they want to be encouraged in their faith, they also want to be encouraged by you. Okay? So I really want you to pray about this and about asking the Lord, is this something that you can do? It's not really that difficult. Pick a fun place in town. Send out some postcards. Go to your church office and say, can you give me a few addresses of this person or this person? And then give them an invitation. Follow it up with a phone call or a text. Hey, did you get my postcard? We're having a little ladies' coffee at Panera or some other place. Come and hang out with us. We'd love to have you. Um, when I've done this, I've had about a 60 to 70% yes from ladies. Okay? So I really want you to pray about that being our theme for the year. And I'm going to check, I want you to check back on the Facebook page. I'm going to start posting updates and reminders. And if you do this, I would love for you to put, you know, little testimony on the Facebook page to encourage other ladies to do this. Because I truly feel that there are a lot of ladies in our churches that maybe they're too shy to come to ECL or maybe they you know, they, their schedule doesn't permit Wednesday night Bible study or something like that, but they are truly seeking a good Christian friend. And it can be the answer for them in their Christian walk. Because if they have someone like you who's walked the road and can give them advice and a shoulder to cry on sometimes, it is invaluable. It really is. And we're supposed to do that, right? Are we called to be mentoring to other women? We really are. And the, and the thing of it is, if we don't do it on purpose, it sometimes doesn't get done. Okay? We're all busy. We've all got everything. But if you would even do this once every six weeks, once every eight weeks, imagine some of the bonding that could happen between now and next July. Okay? So pray about that. Take it to the Lord. 
I'm not telling you to do this. I'm just encouraging you because it's worked for me. I've struggled over the years trying to get connected with some ladies. And when I thought of this and the Lord helped me figure out a system, which is pretty easy, I was amazed at the result of it. And it's just a breakfast. Who doesn't want to go have a cup of coffee, right? And a Danish. How about that too? So, well, I just love you all so much. And we're going to close in prayer and feel, feel free to get some pictures and come to the table. And we're just so thankful that all of you came tonight. And we're, uh, we're so glad to have our first lady, Miss Peggy, right back here. Everybody welcome her. Love her. And Heather, love her. And Miss Connie, too. <laughs> They're the three amigos. <laughs> so, and we just, we're so thankful. If you have any questions, come and see me in the lobby. Um, anything you wonder about ECL. Um, it, does your church have a good functioning ECL group? If not, come and ask me how you can do that, and I'd be glad to help you out. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for everything that you've done for us tonight. Thank you, Lord, for helping us learn and grow and be encouraged in your word. And uh, we're so thankful. Please bless all these ladies as they go to their home churches. Lord, give that passion in our hearts to mentor other women. Br really set that afire in our hearts again. Lord, we know, we know this is our calling as women to help other women. And we just really need that to be birthed again in our hearts, Lord. We thank you for everyone that's here. Please keep them safe going home. And we'll look forward to seeing them again in October. And we love you so much. Everyone said together, amen. Thank you, guys. Have a lovely evening.